Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Report This Post. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. Live long and prosper. And we're your hosts with The Posts. Every week, Christian and I select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic is Star Trek. Set your phasers to post, folks. <laughs> that sounds good. That's good. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah so uh, Star Trek, it's like the... Uh, like the nerdier star wars right somehow yeah it really is yeah it's the uh it's like more it's but it's between that it's like nerdy wise it's between star wars and like battlestar galactica or something doctor like who one of those. yeah 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 it's kind of oh a, yeah. yeah doctor who Oof. i hope we never have to do an episode about that i really <laughs> I, I have no interest in that <laughs> eventually we'll scrape the bottom of that barrel but uh for now, we're going to talk about Star Trek. Now, what's your relationship with Star Trek? Very, very casual, I guess, would be the best. Uh, I uh, have seen a couple episodes of The Next Generation, and uh, I think, like, one movie, like, one of the new movies, uh, but I'm not mm-hmm. an avid Trekkie, so. Yeah, I've, I've like, absorbed uh, probably more of it through pop culture than sure. most people, but I haven't actually... I do not give a shit about it otherwise. I remember watching some episodes of The Next Generation growing up because it was on, on during that time. <laughs> and it was on just, TNT just, all the time. <laughs> just put it on sometimes when it was on and uh, seen some of the movies and uh, know uh, enough about the various characters and life forms and all that, but uh, do not really give a shit otherwise. Uh, so... Uh, my brother, who's actually a pa- uh, a patron of the show, uh, of our show, not just Star Trek, but he uh, he he's actually been a, a hardcore Trekkie uh, his whole life. I believe he was uh, he was like a featured contributor to some like Deep Space Nine uh, book as a kid. Oh yeah, when I was a kid, and I remember <laughs> just being like going to the library and finding the book and seeing his name in it, and was completely blown away by that. And so I'm sure he might actually listen to this episode. And uh, Tim, if you're if you're there, uh, hi. If not, uh, who gives a shit? Great. Another fun story now, from your childhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great family. Now, Christian, do you uh, do you have a post that you can start us off with? I do indeed. Uh, this is uh, from Reddit, and this is from user I am not Scott Bacala who posted this interesting theory in a thread on Ask Reddit. Um, Star Trek Voyager was not as well received as previous Star Trek series. In 1997, producers decided to add a new character and attempt to boost ratings. Actress Jerry Ryan was brought in to play Seven of Nine. Jerry's frequent separations from her husband, Jack Ryan, due to her acting schedule, contributed to their decision to divorce in 1999. In 2004, Jack Ryan became the Republican nominee for an open Senate seat in Illinois. During the campaign, the proceedings from Ryan's divorce became public and contained details of his sex life that did not make him look good. The scandal forced Ryan to drop out of the Senate race in July, leaving the GOP time to only find token opposition to Democratic nominee Barack Obama. Obama's landslide victory in the Senate race helped launch him into the national stage, allowing him to pull off an upset victory in the 2008 Democratic primary and win the presidential election. So the Mm -hmm. theory here is that Star Trek Voyager is the reason uh, behind Barack Obama's success. Uh, User Duke Maximum commented, so that's yet another reason to hate Star Trek Voyager. So <laughs> certainly, a guy named Duke Maximum would have that sort of opinion. I would say, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, by the way, one of the main reasons that she actually divorced him was his insistence on dragging her to sex clubs that yeah. she wanted nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah, including one that she described as a bizarre club with cages, whips, and other apparatus <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> So this fucking congressional nominee guy uh-huh. is dragging along his famous wife to <laughs> sex dungeons to uh, to get a, a whole of a, a whole six of uh, six of nine. That's funny. okay. Okay, read your next post because I have some googling to do now. <laughs> so on the topic of our wonderful uh, Democratic Party. Here's an article from Deadline.com that was published in September of 2016. 
Star Trek alums to fans, keep White House Donald Trump free with a vote for Hillary Clinton. Hmm. Media Today has latched on to an open letter signed by Star Trek franchise directors, producer, actors, and crew in their mission to seek out undecided voters or those intending to vote for third-party candidates and boldly tell them to knock it off and vote for Hillary Clinton, the only only thing standing between them and a Donald Trump White House. This is a quote, Never has there been a presidential candidate who stands in such complete opposition to the ideals of the Star Trek universe as Donald Trump reads an open Trek Against Trump letter on Facebook signed by participants in the original series and those that followed, as well as the movies. Uh-huh. Among the many names, J.J. Abrams, George Takei, Chris Pine, Zoe Saldana, Simon Pegg, Zachary Quinto, and Will Wheaton, as well as family members <laughs> of the late Leonard Nimoy and series creator Gene Roddenberry. God, Abrams God. has donated $1 million in support of Clinton's campaign. Trump's election, quote, would take this country backward, perhaps disastrously, the letter reads. We need to elect a president who will move this country forward into the kind of future we all dream of, where personal differences are understood and accepted, where science overrules superstition, where people work together instead of against each other. Hmm. Voting for libertarian Gary Johnson or the Green Party's Jill Stein is both illogical and inaccurate, Team Trek scolded. Nice. Either Secretary Clinton or Mr. Trump will occupy the White House. One is an amateur with a contemptuous ignorance of national laws and international realities, while the other has devoted her life to public service and has deep and valuable experience with the proven ability to work with Congress to pass desperately needed legislation. Yeah. Right. So that's So uh, how'd that work out? <laughs> yeah. To boldly boldly go where no woman has gone before. And uh yeah. not to mention never uh, will. Probably won't ever, yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy, that stinks. Um, yeah. You love when the I, celebrities come out and then just get, uh, get absolutely murdered with the, the bullshit they pull. That's cool. Somehow uh, Zachary Quinto didn't get those couple thousand people in Michigan out to the polls, huh? Who would have thought? <laughs> now, who? <laughs> you know, Zachary Quinto, yeah. the guy from Heroes? Who? Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. Spock. Oh, Spock. Well, not the Spock. Not you know, <laughs> give a shit about. Yeah. The one from no, the movie you don't not. like. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Great. So we talked a little bit about uh, the next generation earlier. And uh, someone asked Cora, do Klingons on Star Trek The Next Generation have cranial ridges to protect their brains? Okay. Interesting mm. question. Here mm. somehow is the top answer. Gene Roddenberry had a reputation for being quote-unquote progressive, but the truth is he was fairly racist. People don't realize this, but racism isn't one thing. It has types and degrees. Roddenberry was the type of racist who just felt superior to blacks. He was unable to see blacks as equal or normal, but he did not hate them. Klingons didn't have cranial ridges in the original series or brown skin. It is my assessment that both affections were added by Roddenberry, in part due to advancements in special effects technology, which made a convincing effect possible, but also partially attributable to his condescending sense of superiority over blacks. My assertion would also explain why the LaForge character got slapped with that visor, something which LeVar Burton was not pleased. In fact, refinements in the Trek mythos saw developments in all major races become based, in principle, upon racial stereotypes, as were commonly accepted in Roddenberry's day. And here's a breakdown. Humans, technologically advanced, morally superior. Whites. Hmm. Vulcans, logical, good at math. Asians. Romulans, foreign, unrelatable, hostile for no known reason. Obviously, Arabs. Ferengi, (laughs) greedy little businessmen with a holy book. Jews, mm. Bujarans, mm. religious, simple, and harmless, Latin and Hispanic, <laughs> and Klingons, dark-skinned, primitive, violent. Do I have to say it? So. I hope you would, actually. If you've already <laughs> said all the other stuff, might as well dive. Now, I just I just Googled a picture of Klingons from the original series, and uh, they, he, he's right. They don't have the ridges, but this is clearly like... A just white guy. Some, uh, <laughs> some stock Italian guy with brown makeup <laughs> all over his face. So it's clear that uh, they did not want these guys uh, to be white in the original series either. Right. Uh, so I, I think he's a, he's a little off there. Uh, but also, this is pretty good post for a guy who 
uh, really breaking down all the all the races system <laughs> breaking down all the races here. and not answering the core question of, no, of course not uh do those big ridges uh keep their brains from getting hurt uh, oh yeah. you know i you know honestly i don't know but here's my race theory on star trek so <laughs> yeah uh, but all this stuff is honestly like pretty just stock for like sci-fi. Sure, yeah. Because like alien alien races just have to appear like <laughs> aliens, so they just wind up getting you know random foreign stereotypes assigned to them, and just yeah, like the Star Wars prequels are hilarious. Yeah, uh, we've discussed and uh, yeah, you have a yeah, we have. <laughs> so uh, someone went on to Reddit to the uh, the piracy subreddit. To ask where to stream the new Star Trek Discovery TV show when it came out a couple years ago. And user Google Skypes Bears responded with this. They had too many straight white males and didn't want to influence a new generation of youngins to potentially grow up to be racist or hate themselves for not being white and straight or quote-unquote cisgender. They'll replace them and keep a token white straight guy that is incredibly stupid and put down by everyone else for being insensitive while creating a diversified crew of a Native American, Black Vulcan, civilized Klingon, a cyborg, an intelligent, sentient hologram, and Mac and me will make a guest (laughs) appearance together on the pilot while the brave crew helps to get Mac home. They will phone E.T. to ask for directions on the way through a subspace channel. Also, the captain will be a woman and very aggressive. Klingons have been stereotyped, and even though they start most of the wars, they are still oppressed and have now been placed in charge of the Federation and given reparations for the Federation defending itself against their hostility in the past. Uh -uh. Q makes a brief appearance to tell everyone how boring they are before being made into a woman by Q and forced to pleasure Klingons. He turns out to find it rather fun, and the episode ends on a cliffhanger. (laughs) So, again, Uh didn't really answer the question asked by the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, in fact, not even close. At least the other one almost had some sort of resemblance. It was on the, the rim, right? <laughs> this one just, this guy just wants a torrent link. And uh, Google Skype's bears uh, had his own. It's like, well, I got to post this opinion somewhere. I might as well do it here. <laughs> I got to tell you what, though, that last bit uh, with the whole Q forces everybody or turns everybody into women uh, actually sounds better than most of the plot lines of Star Trek episodes that I've come across. So. Yeah, maybe and maybe we'll, there's something there. We're gonna hear more from uh, Star Trek Discovery in the <laughs> yeah, episode because uh, it, it it was a big controversy amongst the uh, Trekkies. They're called. Did you know they're called Trekkies, Christian? Uh, yeah, I did. I th- I said that earlier. Yeah, great. I said that. <laughs> User Luther Sloan asked the other Trekkies over at the forums <laughs> at the big Trek or the Trek Big Board server, which is a massive, massive. Uh, online yeah. forum board. Can only imagine. Are holograms slaves? Mm. I just watched the Voyager episode, Author, Author, and it got me thinking about holograms' rights as individuals. At what point does the hologram, hologram become sentient and, or self-aware? And if they are self-aware, is it slavery to not advance them to their fullest potential and use them for our benefit? Would it be wrong if it just used a hollow projection that had a basic limited AI program for me to simply play chess on a lazy afternoon? Uh, user Admiral Hawthorne, whose avatar is of the Evil Queen uh, from Snow White, uh, but the version from uh, the ABC show Once Upon a Time for some reason, commented, <laughs> Holograms are programmed to react certain ways, and that makes them appear to be alive. Unlike what the Doctor says, photons and force fields and flesh and blood are two different things. I think that the EMH programs are more self-aware than most because they have to be, but I can't imagine that all holograms fall into that camp. In the big picture, I don't think they were slaves, but in certain Mm. circumstances, I do. So, Mm. again, (laughs) we're just... (laughs) uh, A recurring theme here seems to be that uh, nobody knows what the fuck they're (laughs) talking about when it comes to Star Trek. So, I'm glad that we're in the same boat here with uh, these devoted Uh, fans of the show. Yeah, the the people who, you know, stereotypically know more about their show than anyone else. And yet, these these guys are all clueless, bumbling fuck. (laughs) Well, I like the, uh, in the big picture, I don't think they were slaves, but in circum- uh, certain circumstances, I do. Uh, always a great uh, uh, way out there in any argument. But remember, it's, it's really not a whole lot different than uh, the quote-unquote slavery that many people of color experienced here in the States. Now, here's a thread from uh, Our Relationship Advice. So my girlfriend hates Star Trek, and no matter how hard I try, I can't get her to keep watching Doctor Who with me. Okay. So there's that great Doctor Who we brought up earlier. 
I kind of care about science fiction a lot, Star Trek and Doctor Who in particular. It's starting to get to me that my significant other cannot appreciate that side of me. It's starting to worry me. To be honest, she's asked me to watch Jersey Shore and other reality shows with her, so we can at least share that. But I just can't watch them without either getting pissed off or making snarky remarks. I know that's not really fair, because her TV time is her way of winding down after the stress of working in sales. Mm. Anyway, we live together, sharing an apartment for two years now, and this is year three of the relationship. It's not perfect. We have a rocky moments, but mostly we're pretty happy together. But like I said, the different interest thing is really starting to worry me. And a user who has since deleted their account responded with this. It's only going to get worse. Give her a month to find a new place before you tell her to fuck off. <laughs> okay. So, so that, guy's, that guy's girlfriend didn't like Star Trek either then. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, now, look, it's, it's you know, you, you and your significant other, you don't have to agree on television. My, mm-hmm. my wife's a, a devotee of... Uh, Real Housewives and shit like that, but we also both love The Sopranos to a unhealthy degree. So you just got to find the middle ground. Uh, probably yeah. shouldn't just tell her to fuck off because you don't like the same TV show. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, Ashley and I used to uh, enjoy watching both Doctor Who and Jersey Shore together. So this was a nice, little, mm. uh, nice little reminder. So <laughs> maybe it's actually better if you don't like okay, same yeah. TV oh, show. Okay, okay. <laughs> This was uh, posted to our Star Trek, which is one of the two main Star Trek subreddits, uh, which are... There's two of them. At, yeah, and are at constantly at war with one another. Oh, there's our Star Trek, and then there's our under, uh, Star underscore Trek. So there's oh, two of them. Says. It's Bill very Bill Romulans versus the Klingons, folks. <laughs> right. So... I want to start this out by stating that I have autism, and it irritates me that we are so often depicted in media as being asexual, awkward, unattractive dorks. I am none of those things, except for a little awkward. Seven of Nine is the best representation of an autistic person that Star Trek has ever given us. She is more accurate than Data or Spock, who also have autistic personality traits. However, they are both unemotional. Yes, I know Vulcans have deeply repressed emotions, but they don't ever show them. Seven of Nine is highly intelligent. She is a savant. She is able to easily categorize and memorize information. Yet she struggles with social skills. She is unintentionally rude. She has deep emotions and loses control. And I've even noticed that she often avoids eye contact. Even though I'm gay, I love having a character with autistic traits shown as sexy and beautiful in media. (laughs) On top of that, they show how someone like these characteristics can be a hero and even save the day. Thank you, Jerry Ryan, for being awesome. Mm. And uh, user... R-O-F-L Waffle 357 commented, doesn't make me feel any better. I have autism and people are still very ignorant of it and just avoid me at most of the time, even the people I work with closely on a daily basis. Don't get the wrong idea here. There are still a lot of people who just write it off as, geez, what a weirdo. So mm, Might be user error in this case. <laughs> Raffle Waffle 357. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess this guy is not comparable to Jerry Ryan as far as the <laughs> Autistic I'm approachability. Hot, I'm a hot blonde with big jugs, and everybody's <laughs> sick of death of my weird shit I do all the time. Yeah. Uh, I noticed this week uh, while doing research, there's quite a few posts that lump data in with the autistic crowd, but he's a mm-hmm. robot, right? That That is correct. He is an android, yeah. Okay, so that's not... He, I don't think the show is trying to show him as autistic. They're trying to show that he's a, he's a, he's a robot. He's a... He's a machine. It's it's not not quite the same. Boy, that R two D two. You know, like, <laughs> like many autistic kids, they just make all these loud beeps and boops and get in the way. <laughs> well, well, uh. <laughs> well. Not. Anyway, speaking of all that, this is from the website Tumblr dot com. Hi, if you make fun of STEM toys and or autistic traits, here are some things you aren't allowed to like anymore. Owl City, because Adam Young is autistic. Pokemon, the creator of Pokemon, is autistic. Criminal Minds, Reed is semi-canon autistic. Power Rangers, Billy Cranston is autistic. Star Trek, Spock, and Vulcans in general are very autistic-coded. Okay. Okay. So, if you make fun of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, fidget spinners, (laughs) you're not allowed to, like, criminal minds because... (laughs) A character on there is, quote-unquote, 
semi-canon autistic. Uh, what is ha- what? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the part I'm. I don't uh, know how you reach semi-canon. I feel like you're either canon or you're not. You know, you're either you're either all it's, in, man. It's in a, it's in a weird thing where it's like there's a a comic series, and in the comic series he's autistic, but on the TV show he's not. I don't know. That's weird. And then you think there's a Criminal Minds uh, <laughs> comic book out there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I also was not aware that the Blue Power Ranger was autistic. <laughs> Apparently. But, yeah. <laughs> you learn you learn something new every day, folks. And uh, isn't that what this show's all about? Good. Go but on. it's but it's also just the idea that because you make fun of these things, you're also you're not allowed to like a TV show that has an autistic <laughs> character in it. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that this is the kind of person that probably like makes fun of uh, like white people in general or <laughs> just white men things like yeah. that. I would just we're on Tumblr, so I feel like they probably like things that are made by white men uh like everything they listed it looks like actually now that i think about it except for pokemon i guess but that's an asian guy which is you know the the whites of the east (laughs) okay all right well getting some just really okay great a uh youtube video titled the wokeness of modern star trek was uh posted to the facebook page migtow men going their own way migtow and uh, here are some comments from uh, that uh, that Facebook post of a YouTube video. Uh-huh. Women cannot become strong and empowered if their only way to get there is to cripple strong masculinity. Mm. Okay. 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 This woke stuff is nonsense comprised of weak males. Woke men look stupid. Woke women look smart. This is a mistake that only succeeds in turning the battles of the sexes of 180 degrees. This hmm. needs to be stopped, or will we just end up wasting another century and probably risk being taken over by a strong patriarchal society, whoever that may be? <laughs> That's how nature works. The weaker society perishes. The CMA show was another example of mistake. This is uh, the Country Music Awards he's talking about. If men got on the stage and said that this was for all the little boys who want to become country music singers and rule the world, you can bet women will be pissed and ready for battle. So are men now so weak and passive we can't or don't want to do anything to correct this wrong social direction? All right. Um, and the last one here is the only one in reference to Star Trek. The only one thing, <laughs> the only thing I want to see is Rosa Salazar pussy. And uh, Miss Salazar mm. played the role of a captain in a Star Trek short that was put out online last year. So, wow, uh, <laughs> you know, wow, suggesting that uh, Miss Salazar might have a good pussy is probably the nicest thing anyone on MGTOW <laughs> has ever said about a woman. I got to give him a little credit for that. Um, what was the, uh, the CMA thing about? Uh, this is the fact that a, a female country music artist uh, accepted an award and said, I do this for all the little girls out there who dream of being uh, a country music star. And the fact that if a guy did that, uh, women would be up in arms. Sure. Uh, mm, yeah. Not so and, sure about uh, that. but Because of that, we're going to be taken over by a more patriarchal <laughs> a society. Patriarchal society. That's right. So, uh, what what does that mean exactly? Is, uh, is it Saudi Arabia that's going to come get us, or one of those? <laughs> it's, uh, it's Genghis Khan is going to come back through uh, the hollow deck or whatever. I don't know. Is there time I, travel in Star Trek? I'm sure there is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I feel like the, well, absolutely there is. I can tell you right now in uh, the movie Star Trek Four, which we'll get into later. But in the meantime, here's a thread called "Say Goodbye to Star Trek" by user Crypto Tim seven zero seven two six, posted on our MGTOW. A woman named S.J. Clarkson is directing the new Star Trek movie. Star Trek is seriously taking another nosedive because of SJWs. Uh-huh. And user the Weepy Willow Man responded. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek has always been Subversus Marxist poison. They started it in the 60s with the showcasing of interracial garbage, putting minorities in positions of power, and themes of loving aliens equally, which was meant to draw parallels to third-world shithole immigrants, faggots, and other assorted degenerates. Star Trek wasn't just a TV show. It was a tool of social engineering with an agenda. These newfangled episodes just carry on the legacy, but now they're supercharged with the power of our corrupt media in Hollywood. And I don't think I have to tell you guys but i might as well that media in hollywood is in the triple parentheses <laughs> yeah uh, 
yeah it the, absolutely uh, is <laughs> the the tv show with a groundbreaking uh multi-ethnic cast which highlighted the the whole purpose was like the betterment of the world is uh, sure. just another creation of those dastardly jews in hollywood yep. so absolutely shame uh and I like that the, the guy's original, like, it's just sort of a distilled uh, MGTOW post. Like, he skipped all the, he, like, trimmed all the fat. He's like, a woman's directing a movie, that means SJWs are ruining everything. Right. There was yep. no, like, yep. theory beyond that. There was no, like, here's why that's a bad idea. It was just like, there's now a woman directing a movie, that's bad. Good <laughs> So, <laughs> do I need to say more? I'm going to, but do I have to? Yeah. And uh, it's so funny that a woman directing a movie means that social justice warriors are ruining (laughs) things. That's so good, dude. Uh, I love to see it. Uh, So speaking of uh, social justice, this is from Reddit. Anyone got Star Trek protest sign ideas for counter-protest white nationalists? Mm. Nazis are coming to my city and I plan to be there to meet them. And not in a welcoming way. Since Star Trek is all about inclusion and not advocating genocide, I was wondering if any of you had any ideas about Trek-inspired signage. Uh, user Fuka12 commented, This is cringe. Yeah. To which uh, user Archeon04 replied, Why? Trek has always been against racial bigotry, and its familiar imagery could be used to demonstrate a protest. Someone, even a casual viewer, may look at a Trek-related sign and remember that Kirk and Spock weren't racist. Pop culture is a powerful ally. And user Phyrexian Archaeologion responded to Atron's post comment with, uh, you are cringe. So yeah. just... Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, uh, when you say Nazis are coming to your city and you plan to meet them not in a welcoming way, uh, that doesn't... I don't think... People do not, don't think that means you're going to be there with, like, a giant sign with uh, Picard face-palming... Being like, that was, hey, that was one uh, of the Nazis, can you not? You know, like, it's <laughs> literally one of the suggestions was just to print that out. Oh my god, that's boy. Yeah, I think that patriarchal society will have an easy time at us now that I think about it. Just, just that sucks. Steamroll, ass. baby. That's so pathetic. <laughs> and the whole thing of like, uh, sometimes even a casual viewer may look at Trek-related sign and remember that Kirk and Spock weren't racist. Like, no casual viewer is just going to look at. Both sides as being fucking babies. Like, you have these big fat white Nazi idiots, and then you have these uh, big fat Star Trek idiots. Like, they're both just pathetic. Holding up a Star Trek sign at a white nationalist rally is just like a target to be like, oh, I'm definitely going to, that guy's going to get his fucking ass beat. Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, good, I would say, yeah. Now, uh, this is uh, a, kind of along the same lines. This is from a Facebook group called Chicago Nerd Social Club, and this is a, this is an idea that someone who was uh, for who was casting the new Star Trek movie after actor Anton Yelchin, who played Chekhov, died. Don't recast Chekhov and don't kill him. Have the character have transferred to a different ship and be doing just fine. Then respect why Chekhov was originally there and make the new person in his seat an Iranian, Iraqi, Syrian, or Saudi Arabian woman. Okay. Chekhov was there to protect a future where the Russians, America's greatest enemies at the time of the show's creation, were our friends and allies. Pay respect to why he was created by placing a Muslim woman from a country that America has warred with in the seat. Give her a gold dress, black long-sleeve undershirt, black leggings, and a Federation uniform-approved hijab. The movies would be creating representation and paying respects to what Chekhov was there for. Put a Muslim woman in the navigator's chair and let her fly us through the stars. Okay. Great. Uh, obviously, there's some sort of. I, sometimes it's uh, you read fan ideas and they seem pretty stupid, but that one at least makes sense with what yeah. they were going for. I mean, it's in line with the, the series, sure. Well, a guy named Chris responded, "I'd be a fan of everything about the hijab. Leaving that out would be a powerful statement of an inclusion of an old faith, while leaving out the more problematic uh, iconography of this day and age." And his response from the page, mod note. Chris, hijabs are not inherently problematic. CNSC does not condone any kind of language that is bigoted against a group, including hijabi women. Please consider this your first warning. Chris responded, I'm sorry, but my opinion isn't bigoted, and I'd appreciate it if you didn't label it as such. It's an open discussion, and criticizing a piece of religious iconography and customs is not bigotry. 
This is, then there was a comment by a lady named Tanya. Mod note. Saying that hijab is problematic is bigoted language. This is your second warning, Chris. <laughs> but he's like, no, okay. And then okay. this is from Chris. <laughs> Tanya, if you would like to take this a direct message, I'm fine with that. I don't wish to start an argument on this page, and I don't want to derail this conversation or start a political debate. I understand your role as a moderator, and I respect that. You should also note in my post that I included and encouraged a Muslim character to be a part of the show as well. And this is uh, the final note from the page itself. Mod note. Chris has been banned from the group. <laughs> CNSE does not discuss matters of group moderation and private message with individuals like that, and we do not condone any language that targets people based on religion, race, sexual identity, orientation, country of origin, language spoken, disability, or any other identity. Oh, man. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is, that is such a, a, a distillation of... A political debate on right now. <laughs> like, hey, can I? Can I, I'd love to discuss this for it. no. <laughs> Shut Sorry, it down. but the the Chicago Nerd Social Club has uh, bylaws that state that we do not have <laughs> private messages with individuals. Oh my god, mm. that rocks! Boy, you give some people uh, any sort of power online, and my god, do they do they love it? Yeah, it really goes their end. They're ridged cranial coverings mm, over there. It's interesting Big because Tanya brain. is a black woman. So okay. I'm why, why you would say that. Uh, person goes by at Zen Machine Gun posted uh, this thread to Twitter about okay. the character Tuvok, who is a black Vulcan sure. who appears on uh, Star Trek Voyager. Tuvok, huh? If Tuvok. I, I, okay. I, I, you know. It's just an interesting I didn't. I didn't write it. I'm just reading it. If there are black Vulcans, are there Asian Vulcans? Naturally, with these two questions, are there black Romulans, etc.? Where are all these people hiding? Why are they not on <laughs> ships? Are you all hacks? Where, and this is on all caps, where are the black Borg? Oh my God, where is my Afrofuturism? And then an mm. upset phase. You got one legitimately significant black character in Star Trek, and he's a goddamn blind incel who hangs out with a robot because, I don't know, maybe the robot is the only one who can stand him at the end of the day. So, Isn't there a black guy who's like the actual star and captain in uh, Deep Space Nine? Uh, yeah. Like that's uh, the main character, right? Yeah, he's the, yeah. Like literally the I also think he's like, I if I understand anything about Star Trek, he's also like a... Uh, like disliked by most people in the fandom so uh so it's science fiction with some sort of dose of reality so sure now i just like I the idea of like like where's my black characters oh yeah the black the one black character the the, the big one that uh everybody yeah i don't like him just yeah right. <laughs> he's he's an, in, an incel yeah uh asian vulcan that's a funny idea i don't know uh, I mean, like, it's not like, I, I this could this could go off the rails here. But like, <laughs> okay, okay. Like Asian is is not. It's you know white skin, black skin. You know pigments. You know different planets. I get it, but like Asians, does there, It's not like Vulcan. You know what's that? What's the planet? Is it Vulcan? Where they were? Uh, Spock's from? I believe from? so. Yeah. It's not like it's just Earth, but everyone just has pointy ears. You know, like it's. It's a di- yeah. It's a they are completely separate. Uh, entity. Uh, so, race. anyways, uh, good news, Christian. <laughs> What's that? Uh, someone made a Hamilton meets Star Trek mashup, and okay. uh, even Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda is impressed. Ugh, I bet he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hamilton just received a creative sci-fi update, courtesy of one very inventive fan. Writer Jackson Lanzig mashed up My Shot from the groundbreaking musical with an ode to the beloved Vulcan astrophysicist Spock. The result? My Spock. <laughs> the lyrics of uh, My Shot are rewritten with nods to the characters of the 2009 Star Trek reboot starring Zachary Quinto as Commander Spock. The lyrics are very impressive. <laughs> My kid got a scholarship to the School of Logic. His mastery of information was highly hypnotic. The problem, his emotional control is catastrophic. Lanzig and backup vocalist Marissa Esposito sing. <laughs> also include our lines from crew members Bones, Chekhov, and even Captain Kirk himself. 
even more impressive, the mashup has the seal of approval from Hamilton creator Lin-Manuel Miranda and Star Trek director A.J. Abrams, or J.J. Abrams, sorry. So that sounds pretty good, and uh, I do have some good <laughs> news here for you, Christian, uh-huh. and for our wonderful listeners. I'm going to play a little bit of it oh, now no. <laughs> for you guys. This is uh, My Spock, which is a Hamilton and Star Trek parody. Almost six minutes God, of that song available that online. Is, God, <laughs> if, that is uh, painful. If you folks want to listen to that, it's called My Spock uh, by uh, by an asshole named Jackson Lanza. <laughs> you can find that on YouTube. Uh, and let's see here. Um, <laughs> the lyrics are very impressive. Uh, yes. Debatable, I would say, uh, to politely. Um, hmm. See what he did was the original song he had shot and replaced it with Spock, which I mean, they 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 almost rhyme, <laughs> so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's what you want with a good parody is an almost that rhyme. That is pa- fucking painful. Okay, <laughs> great. Well, moving on from that, please let's uh, go on over to our pals over at Stormfront.org, great. where uh, user No More White Guilt. Posted a thread titled Star Trek in triple parentheses, legend William Shatner in triple parentheses, yes. praises how diverse the science fiction world is becoming. The real irony is the reality that none of this could ever be possible if left up to the Negro or most of the non-whites of this planet. It is really something to watch people like this that consider an advanced future but wish to re- replace the population that can do it with lesser people. Maybe East Asians, but outside of that, you can forget about going to the stars. The Negro, for the most part, can't even feed their own people or fight basic diseases. Mm-hmm. Here's a comment. Yeah. Of course, Shatner, in triple parentheses, pronounced with a New York accent, is a Jew, right. as was Mr. Spock. Overpaid ham actors, in triple parentheses, and drama queens like Mr. Solo, not right, and otherwise unemployable <laughs> blacks, Uhura. <laughs> and the last one here another comment is just an aside judging from this picture of captain kirk would anyone really anyone here really think that this guy was jewish not really yet he obviously is so those members that roll their eyes whenever they see someone being accused of being a jew who doesn't look it it's time yeah. to adjust your judars right so <laughs> you want to go ahead and set your judar to stun mr spock in triple parentheses of course absolutely so. yeah uh, good news, I actually found this exact same post oh, did in, you? in my search, <laughs> and I found some other good responses as well, okay, and uh, this one uh, specifically was in response to the idea that he doesn't look Jewish. There's a chameleon aspect to Jews thanks to interbreeding, <laughs> which is likely one of the things that helps them enter into a society en masse. Some can pass for native, and that allows the others greater influence in the society. And a guy named Devin Pearson, I hope that's his actual real name, added this. Probably. (laughs) 70% of the actors in Hollywood that look white are Jews or part Jews. I like Dale Midkiff. He was a white actor that played on the movie Pet Cemetery, but the movie was produced by Jews. And then six hours later, he came back and posted this. I think most of the actors on Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery 2 were white, except Miko Hughes that claims he's a red Indian. However, the movies were produced by Jews. So we got a Pet Cemetery <laughs> Jew expert. This guy. Just in case knows. you guys were wondering, yeah. Man, if this guy's ever in a bar and he hears someone out of the corner be like, that, remember that Pet Cemetery? Were there Jews involved in that movie? This is like, oh my God. This is my time the to shine. <laughs> 
Uh, friend, actually, yeah. <laughs> friend, you just saddled up to the the right watering hole. Let's talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Oh, it's well, not. On that I mean, note, <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. So on that note, this is uh, this is from Tumblr, posted by someone whose bio reads Star Trek blog, kinda, and then white passing, but technically mixed. Okay. Hmm. Yes, your Star Trek Christmas art is cute, but it would be really nice if you would not do that. Sure, it's cute, but Leonard Nimoy is Jewish, William Shatner is Jewish, Walter Koenig is Jewish, the entire Vulcan culture is based not so loosely on Judaism, Chris Pine and Anton Yelkin are Jewish as well. Basically, Kirk, Spock, and Chekhov are Jewish and shouldn't be drawn wearing Christmas sweaters. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people went after this person, of course, as you can imagine, and then they came back with this. If you're reading this post and whining about how, well, the characters aren't Jewish, or but some Jewish people celebrate Christmas, maybe take a minute and think real hard about why you're doing that. I'll okay. give you a hint. It starts with A and ends with anti-Semitism. Ah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So if you're drawing Spock wearing a Christmas sweater, it's because you hate Jews, I think, is what this person's getting at the, the, oh. Oh, boy this this show is going to uh radicalize <laughs> me in a really it's gonna that's what's gonna end up way. happening yeah it's it's gonna be like between that and the stormfront post that you <laughs> completely agreed with and wrote I mean, it's... <laughs> just doing the thing where it's like huh you know <laughs> um yeah just can't yeah. have fun anymore, folks. That's that's the <laughs> Tumblr's so great. God, I love that the idea, the idea that you would like having an opinion about, uh, you know, seeing Kirk wearing a Santa hat. In of itself is insane. <laughs> like you shouldn't have an opinion. About that. Yeah, having an opinion either way. Yeah, in exactly. any possible way, and for it to be a criticism and a. Uh, judgment of someone's <laughs> character is considerably considerably sick. I love it. Thank God for that. Helps the podcast a lot. I can tell you that much. Yeah, sure does. Oh. Let me give me a hint. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, user Harry Purnell went to the Daystrom Institute subreddit, which is another Star Trek subreddit, not one of the main ones, uh, to share a theory of his. Having a gay male officer in Starfleet would have solved quite a few problems. Rewatching Enterprise, mm. and I'm reminded of the many episodes throughout Star Trek's history when male members of their prospective crews are drawn in by female perpetrators. It's depicted in Trek that only heterosexuals mm. exist essentially. Watching Enterprise's episode Bound, where the captain, Reed, and a few soldiers are almost hypnotized by the Orion slave girls, what if one of the soldiers were to simply stand up and say, what the hell are you guys doing? This is obviously a trap. I have no attraction to her whatsoever, <laughs> etc. Yeah. And a now deleted user commented, perhaps the easy explanation for this kind of situation is that the Orion girls' pheromones affect males because they're males. doesn't have to right. do with, with their individual sexual preference, but because they're males and inherently different than females. Even if they were gay, their male nature is affected. And that's why the Orion girls can affect males across different species. Disclaimer. Great. I do not know about the Orion species hormone <laughs> physiology. I haven't looked into it. I don't even know if their physiology explained it online or in any book. So oh, undoubtedly, it's, <laughs> it's been explained in excruciating detail online in thousands of books. Uh, so I'm surprised he doesn't know it. Uh, God, I, I I do love when <laughs> when someone like tries to add an additional theory onto someone else's like that. That's not actually a, a thing. Like there, there wasn't an episode where there was a gay guy and then. They were like, oh, he also has to be distracted even though he's gay. And then you can have the pheromone thing. No, no, this it's just... Hey, it's you know just, what? Oh, God, I love that. The tacking on, the branching out. From, hey, cool idea. Hey, what if? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this next post uh, is actually... Uh, we, we read it last week's uh, uh, live... Or wait, next week's? Hold on. When did we we did this last night, right? No, two nights ago. Uh, we did a live Zoom episode for our patrons. Is that correct? Yeah. So it'll be this week's bonus. 
Okay, it was on this week's bonus. We read this, but you, if you were on the the chat, you heard it last night. No, two nights ago. <laughs> but uh, it was a little sneak peek for those uh, loyal patrons. This is uh, from R. Too afraid to ask. I've noticed something about my body. <laughs> I've recently seen what my asshole looks like, and having seen a bunch of different cornholes myself, I recognize something I hadn't seen before. There's a little divot taint words. It's kind of triangular in shape, not unlike the Star Trek logo. Does anyone know what this might be? I can provide pictures for DM if it helps. Please actually know what you're talking about if you ask me that. So, uh, Again, if, if you want to be one of our uh, great patrons that gets to hear classic posts like that in advance, you can head over to patreon.com slash report this post. And, uh, or if you didn't join it, the Zoom, you can hear it a couple days after you heard it on this episode when we released that that one for the bonus. So, boy, you're, you're getting your money's worth, folks. But <laughs> to be fair, I did I did add some additional detail uh, to that to that Zoom call, if you recall correctly. I went into the guy's uh, posting history and found some really, really horrifying things beyond that. <laughs> uh, yeah, patreon.com slash report this post. That was a good time. Taint word. That's, Taint words is so good. I got to start putting that into my day to day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom always used to say that it was, uh, it's called your taint because it, uh, taint your pussy, taint, taint your asshole. Taint this, taint that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, um, she would tell me that when I was like, uh, six years old. So, so your mom told go. you that, huh? Yep. That's right. And you have a pussy. Uh, yep. Uh, All right. Michael 9617111. Great. Replied to one of AOC's tweets unrelated to coronavirus awesome. or China with this tweet. Wonderful. I am 57, disabled Mandarin teacher. I live in northeastern China, mostly Harbin, seven years, and taught Mandarin in Boston for 30 plus years. I am not ethnically Chinese, but I understand China. They did not cause an epidemic. Cost them too much money relieving our debt. They would not do this. And a lady named Nicole, uh, conservative Wonder Woman, commented mm. china virus killed thousands of us here in the u.s and infecting over a million they are responsible and try to downplay the seriousness of it the fact you're sticking up for them is disgusting they are to blame and thousands of their own poor souls have died from their mistake <sighs> to which michael 9617 replied after seven years in harbin and 30 plus years teaching mandarin in boston i mean the chinese are like the frangi of the world letting us out of debt is not worth it to them hope you're a star trek fan I didn't call you disgusting, but please admit big U.S. companies make money off the virus. So, no previous mention of Star Trek in this, and I'm not sure what Michael's trying to do comparing the Chinese to a race of money-hoarding aliens from mm -hmm. a science fiction TV show. Uh, but he yeah. seems to be trying to spin it into a positive argument. So, Mike, I, I would, good luck yeah. out there, buddy. <laughs> I, would guess, I would guess he ties a lot of things in real life to Star Trek <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> Uh, yeah, stupid ass politics and pop culture. That's Twitter, baby. That's that's what you. That's every thread right there on someone who goes by conservative Wonder Woman, and a guy who looks at Ferengis as uh, well. It's, you know, it's actually refreshing because usually people think of the Ferengis as uh, as Jews. This guy says they're Chinese, Chinese, <laughs> which is a nice nice mix. Kind of appreciate that. Now, I found a a wiki that is just for Star Trek stuff. You know. Okay. Uh, many fandoms have this sort of thing. Uh, this thing is called Memory Alpha, and it has over 48,600 pages in it. Wow. Okay. And I wanted to read the entry for breast. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> breast was the collective term for physical protrusions of mammary glands on most species, both male and female. In most humanoid species, females were distinguished from males through larger breasts, a source of sexual attraction. Male breasts were typically useless, while females might use theirs for breastfeeding. Okay. Cultural significance. Most cultures of the known galaxy required women to cover their breasts in public, and it was considered shameful to appear in public with them exposed. One exception to this rule was betazoid wedding ceremonies in which all attendees were naked. If, for some reason, a woman ended up topless in public, they would frequently use an arm or any object to prevent their breasts from being seen by others. <laughs> Such was the case when Enterprise NX-01 was captured and impounded by Cabal. The crew communicated through the EPS conduits to formulate a plan to escape. The only escape route was through the air vents, and inside Hoshisado was small enough to fit. 
When she made her way to the outside of Lieutenant Malcolm Reed's room, her shirt was caught in a hook and she tried to get free, but ended up losing her shirt while sliding through. When she opened Reed's door, she held her hands over her breast and told him not to say anything and to fetch her a shirt. Until the reforms of Zek, Ferengi females were required by law to not wear clothing. They also mm. were prohibited from leaving their homes due to a taboo of a Ferengi female appearing nude in public. In order to get around this, many Ferengi females would tightly wrap their breasts to pretend to be male in order to acquire profit and to travel away from Ferenginar. Such was the case of Pell in 2370, who in addition to wrapping her breasts, also enhanced her lobes in order, <laughs> in order to leave Ferenginar and work at Quartz. Additionally, in order to fill in for the Ul Ishka, working on Zek's behalf to prove the value of females to Nilvan, an influential FCA commissioner, Quark God. underwent cosmetic surgery and poses a female Ferengi named Lumba. Those are tets, folks. Now you know. <laughs> if you were wondering, that's the definition. Thanks, Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, um, <laughs> we finally have an answer. So, so there's a here's a snippet of a review for the episode mentioned there at the end. Uh, it's called "Profit and Lace." Mm, love Quark that. threatens a female employee with dismissal unless she reads a book on Ferengi Umox, while heavily implying he expects her to perform the sexual favor in return. This scene would be disgusting in any case, but it is played out comically, which makes it worse. You might expect the idea of the scene is to establish Quark's character arc so that he learns he shouldn't take advantage of women. But at the end of the episode, he runs after her, presumably still expecting her to perform umox on him. So no character change happens to Quark. <laughs> so, Sorry, Quark. You're, you're canceled, sis. Yeah. Or... or Sir, whichever, I guess, uh, depends uh, on what episode you're looking at. Yeah, um... That is a good character arc. Guy wants to rape and then uh, uh, still wants to rape by the end of the show. Well, that's cool. Wait, there's some cross-dressing there in, in between. So Great. Um, but I feel like I'm, you have that sort of stuff with every long-running TV show where they sort of come up with silly premises like that, right? Uh, yeah, uh, almost every single one. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Homer was uh, drugging women in the latest episode of uh, Simpsons. If I'm, uh, in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Things get yeah. You, know, you run out of ideas for characters in TV shows. You know, that's how it works. So then you just completely destroy the uh, their entire yeah. yeah. I'd love okay. to see the the Great. Simpsons Wikipedia entry for breasts. <laughs> I'll I'll bookmark that idea for after the recording. I was going to say we already did a Simpsons episode in case you asked. So I found an old Angel Fire site awesome. called Duke's Cantina. And it is black text on a white background. No images. No nothing. That, just black and white text. It looks like a Word document. And uh, one of the pages is simply titled 10 t Top 10 Best Ways to Kill Wesley Crusher. Oh. So let's go through this list. Number one. After slugging down six Shirley Temples in ten forward, Wes stumbles to the hollow deck where he commands to take me to hell. His broken body is later found on the empty hollow deck in a pool of vomit. Number two, Wesley gets gang raped by a group of female Klingons. Mm. Number three, Wesley gets gang raped by a group of male Klingons. Mm -hmm. Number four, Riker gets carried away executing an order from Picard to knock the little snot around a bit. Number five, Data catches him tossing off. Uncomprehendingly, he requires a detailed explanation from Wesley, who dies of embarrassment. Number six, extensive lab analysis of a green slime found on one of the control panels uncovers the fact that our favorite ensign has, once again, been picking his nose. He is suddenly fired and commits suicide. Number seven, on an early episode, Wes gets to kiss a girl who turns into a Chewbacca-like creature. Here, she returns, and they once again get involved. Unfortunately, once she gets really heated, she mutates back into a Wookiee and forces Wesley to be her cringing sex slave. She then tears him limb from limb and eats him. Number eight, in a rare episode involving characters from both the old series and the next generation, Spock accepts a Vulcan mind meld with Wesley. Wesley's head explodes. Spock barely survives, spending the next several days scratching himself and whining. Number nine, Worf notices a Romulan ship on the scanners and sends Wesley down to clean out the photon tubes. Later, someone makes a comment about the, need, the needs of the many having outweighed the needs of the few. And number 10, Wes gets involved in a deviant sexual practice known only as triple stuffing, not realizing that triples multiply anywhere. Even an emergency laser enema by Dr. Crusher fails to save him. So, 
back in 1994, this was probably the funniest fucking thing this guy had ever done in his entire mm. life. Probably still is at this point. <laughs> now, yeah. that that uh, character, that's Will Wheaton, right? That is correct, yeah. All right, I, I support all of those happening uh, to him specifically, not not the character. Boy, that guy sucks ass, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, uh, his, his character was hated, uh, and lo and behold, he is just a, as much as a whiny little shit pants yeah. asshole. Good casting, that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Method, yeah. Now, I guess that'll be it as far as uh, the main episode goes for Star Trek Post. We do have a lot more over at uh, patreon.com slash report this post. We'll have an extra Star Trek episode with brand new content, uh, brand new uh, posts, uh, we won't be repeating a one that we've already said two days ago that you'll hear next week. There will be entirely new posts. We guarantee it. Unless we uh, accidentally repeat one, then, uh, well, them's the Tough breaks. Yep. Now, Christian, let's go ahead and get on to our first next game. <laughs> this is uh, called Twit or Twitten. <laughs> Yeah, Twitter Twitten is a game dedicated to the funniest lady on Twitter, at OhNoSheTwitten. Her comedically brilliant tweets cover politics, pop culture, and more. And I'm going to read three of those tweets to Christian right now. The catch is that one of these tweets was actually written by me. Mm-hmm. And Christian, you have to mm-hmm. guess which one. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, this is this is not going to be Star Trek themed because I could only find two Star Trek posts she's ever made. So Okay, so then sh- how could you not have done that cuz there's two and then you just write one. Yeah, but what one of them was it just had <laughs> Star Trek in it. It wasn't even like a a brilliant oh, joke I or see. anything. Okay. So uh Ooh. I see what you're doing. You, mm. But you're you're wrong. You're wrong just to make that it sort of assumption. It wasn't a brilliant joke. No, mm. it wasn't. That's why it Must was, have been I was having stunned. A... <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. A tablet used just for harassing women online is called an iChad Bro. God damn. Okay. If you turn fifteen during a pandemic, it's called your quarantine scenario. Okay. When you think that every opinion of yours needs to be heard, that's called having delusions of manger. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. A tablet used just for harassing women online is called an iChad Bro. If you turn 15 during a pandemic, it's called your quarantine scenario. When you think that every opinion of yours needs to be heard, that's called having delusions of manger. Christian, twit or twit? Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Delusions of Manger was the one that you wrote. Delusions of Manger. Delusions of Manger. Pretty good pun. A tablet used for harassing women online <laughs> is called an iChad Bro. Goddamn. Uh, yours truly. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that one. Oh my god, man! I really, I I get off Twitter and I come up with the best goddamn Twitter <laughs> twins. I tell you what. But folks, if you like that, uh, head on over to Twitter.com/slash. Oh no, she twitting, and uh, beg her to unblock us. So <laughs> yeah, it's easier for please. me to search her tweets without having to uh, log in through various uh, dark web sources and whatnot. <laughs> Bring up your your tour browser just so you <laughs> yeah. can see your tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy a couple of illegal firearms and then look at Oh No She Twitten. <laughs> All right, baby, that's a Tuesday night. Let's go. <laughs> now, Christian, were there any posts this week that made you say, This ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. If this shit sucks, why'd you post this script? message this ain't it kill yourself yes sir so uh ken penders is an american comic book writer 
and he's a uh, he's mostly known for his work on various Sonic the Hedgehog comic series, which is just I know, absolutely but... grim. So he decided to tweet this out earlier this week. I remember all the people who claimed I had no case when I stated I owned the copyrights to all of my Sonic work. In the end, I presented the evidence that backed up my claims. Tara Reid has yet to present anything similar to back up her <sighs> accusations against Joe Biden. Man. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Read that one and said, this ain't it, Chief. And I'd like to thank listener Mario for uh, sending that over to me. Uh, yeah, thanks, Mario. This week. That's yeah, thanks, Mario. sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, similar sort of stuff about the that whole thing on, on Twitter right now. And part of the reason it was so easy to hop off there for the 12th time this week. And, uh, yeah, that, that one's, that might be the worst from a guy who's, uh, by the way, um, mm-hmm. what, what was the case that he, he had no case about, uh, owning the copyrights to his Sonic work? What is that I even believe about? it was the fact that he created some of the characters that then became like canon characters. Okay, but he want he he wanted to have the rights to the characters. That's what I was able to dig up in the uh, quick. And he's a man. He's a great big fat guy. Oh, just one of, of these course. guys. Look uh, just eggplant <laughs> boy. <laughs> uh, I'm look okay. Yeah, that's boy. That looks like a guy who <laughs> writes Sonic, Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog comics. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes, sir. Wow, these drawings are horrific too. Well, he's he doesn't he's not a drawer. Right? He's not the artist. No, he's just the uh, he's the man behind the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Christian, did we have any uh, listeners send any uh, 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 this ain't it chiefs uh, to our voicemail, which is at nine zero four four six eight post? Yes, sir. We did. This is actually a friend of the show, Philly Matt. Uh, Foot fetish, Matt, yeah. Foot fetish Matt. He called this in, uh, and it's 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 a pretty good one. So I'll let Matt tell you what he found. Great. Hey guys, it's Philly Matt. I uh, saw a post this week that I thought you guys ought to know about. Uh, Twitter user at Mad Melvina uh, posted, "I can't get my special needs son to stop screaming the N word out in the street, and I'm so scared he's going to be killed." Uh, to which user Anwar replied, "Not blaming anyone, but how does he even know that word in the first place? Or maybe like, how old is he? Is he in school?" Uh, to which our friend Mad Melvina responded. He's a young adult. He listens to a variety of music, some of which have that word. But anyone raised going to an urban public school is going to know that word early on. Uh, And then that was posted from Portland, Oregon, which is uh, famous for its uh, rough urban and or shouting schools. So I saw that and I said, this ain't it, Chief. Uh, Have a good. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. (laughs) Wow. Oh man, that's that's one of the worst possible nightmares as a parent. <laughs> another another famous example of you don't have to put it online. Like, you, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, almost any op- opinion or thought regarding the N word <laughs> should be left <laughs> offline, <laughs> right? Yep. Like, either yeah. just be someone who says it, or just don't bring it up. You know, like. <laughs> like there's no reason for any of the okay well that's cool uh god bless uh that woman and god bless uh foot fetish matt again that's uh 904-468 post you call that number up you'll 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 find a great again okay let's go the order first you got to find a good post yeah it's actually worthy of it uh two you have to drink 16 beers (laughs) three you gotta call up the number uh forget why you called and uh, hang up, <laughs> then call again, leave a rambling message, and then a few hours later, call back and apologize for that message. And then the fourth time you call, you then read the post that you found. Yeah. yeah. So 904-468-POST. This post that I found is uh, it's about a New York Times bestselling chef lady, Allison Roman, who has been in the news lately due to a feud with my loyal follower, Chrissy Teigen. Uh, I don't really care about all that shit. It seems like uh, just a bunch of dumb women online shit. Uh, instead, I want sure. to address something else. 
Allison was asked on Twitter recently, what would be a good shopping list of quote-unquote staple items for the kitchen? She listed a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of it made sense. It sounded great. But what caught user at Janica's eye was pickles and kimchi for snacking. And to this, Janica responded with, kimchi for snacking. Completely decontextualizing a staple food for millions of people and reducing it to the level of Cheetos. Nice work there. God almighty. Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) So, folks, you heard it here first. (laughs) Kimchi has been decontextualized. (laughs) I'm sorry that you had to hear it here. (laughs) In what fucking world does any food need to be contextualized for it to be acceptable to eat? That is so, man, oh. that is so, you got to get mad about something, right? It's, I mean, this, I mean, I was reading some of this lady's post and it was a lot of, uh, like just, uh, what you would expect from a person like that. And it was one of those where, mm-hmm. you know, she's like a, a Korean girl, I guess. And so she saw a white lady mention a Korean food and it was like, all right, gloves are off. I'm going to kill this bitch. Like, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Talk about decontextualizing things. Like <laughs> she's saying, like this is a staple food that every house should have because it's great, right? And uh, yeah, that's it's and seems like a good, it's thing. easily accessible. Yeah, boy. seems like the boy, more oh boy, oh kimchi boy. that's bought and consumed would be, uh, be good for, I would guess, a lot of Korean people, probably because they're the ones probably making that stuff over, over for the God. most part. Mm. <sighs> So it's all that I said. This ain't it, Chief. Folks, thanks for listening this week. Patreon.com slash report this post. Report this post at gmail.com is another place to send us really bad posts. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at report this post. Uh, my book is How to Make Extremely Damn Ass Good Artisan Sourdough Bread. It's available for three bucks over on Amazon and iTunes or uh, Apple Books, it's called now, or something like that. Uh, a name that they should have used a long time ago, but they stuck with iTunes for <laughs> 20 years for some reason, even though it was a really stupid name. Uh, and uh, if you want to find out exactly how much money I made off the books, you can listen to next week's bonus episode where I, I read the actual sales reports. <laughs> Live. Uh, and, gripping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely gripping. And uh, boy, folks, you're going to hate me for how rich I am off those things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, but Christian, thanks for joining me this week. Yes, I have been and always shall be your friend. Bye. Bye.